Uh, so, Naomi. Yes, Beck. It's been five years since I went to the wedding of the invisible man and the invisible woman. <laughs> the kids aren't anything to look at. That may be so, the sharp joke of the season. Maybe. I'm really glad you like it because they are not. Uh, I, I will. I will say this: a lot of pre-made wedding jokes are very like, ha ha, jokes on you. Mrs. Always right. Me 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 me. And that, that's not. <laughs> they're not funny to me. You know, they're not funny to me. It's not the vibe. I know. I no, get it. Bad vibe. Bad bad juju. <laughs> Should we you do the great thing? One. Yeah, let's do the thing. I hope you don't mind if I say that I love you Cause there's so many ways that I want to Welcome, Welcome to, to Wedding, Wedding Bells. Bells! I got it right! I'm Bex! And I'm Naomi. <laughs> and we're here to talk about wedding movies. We are indeed, because it's, what, two weeks till you get married, it's like It's really soon. It's, it's very soon. real. <laughs> it's uh, ever. I will say considerably since we uh, last spoke, it is more real. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I get that. Um, you know, time it moves closer it to the day. <laughs> who, when I gave myself two and a half years to plan this wedding, which I think is uh, on average in America, it's like you get married within a year of getting engaged. That's Ooh. the normal. And in the UK, it tends to be 18 months. Mm-hmm. So I gave myself like, can't even do math, like 30 months to yeah. plan it. Mm-hmm. And it still has really snuck up on me. And I don't know how that <laughs> happened. But you're excited, right? I am. I lo- oh, I am really excited. It's just a very stressful thing to mm-hmm. organize like, a big event like that, you know, you don't get any uh, training. There's no, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't part of my general studies uh, <laughs> c- qualification, you know. So like, um, but it, I, I am excited. I'm not like, you know, freaking out in that way. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of plates spinning, and all of those plates have some kind of chicken dish on them uh, <laughs> that's slightly different. And then the, you know, this one's got to be someone's lactose intolerant. And uh, this plate's got like a veggie thing on it. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of plates. It's it lot. is a lot of plates, but anyway. you are doing it admirably. <laughs> like I have seen you at various points over the last two years, and I have to say, like of all of the brides that I've had to not deal with, but like no, <laughs> you're probably yeah. still the chillest out of most of them. Well, we have two weeks to change that. And uh, <laughs> we are like three minutes into this episode and I already feel frantic. So I think this is going to be a doozy. Yay. So exciting. I mean, to be fair, this one, uh, today we're talking about crazy rich Asians. Um, is, is weddings out the wazoo? It is all wedding all the time. It's, to be fair though, it's great. It's it really, great. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I had a great time. Uh, I'd seen it before. It was really nice to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now we have done a lot more, and I mean this in the loosest term, analysis on movies. <laughs> um, it's not really review. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, now we've, re- you know, I've just seen a lot of these kind of movies, you know, these like big romp. You both, you know what I mean. You've mm-hmm. literally watched all of them with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm quite, particular 
Like, I can imagine if someone was like really into comics or something like that, then they would be quite particular about their, mm-hmm. you know, the comics they then choose to peruse. Apparently, I'm now like that with romantic comedies. <laughs> no, we've spoiled you for the world. Oh, God. Just a, a rom-con connoisseur or something. I don't know. I know. Have we hit a that vital 100, though? Have we? I don't know. We must be near. Then it's our time so to get work with Netflix and make a Christmas <laughs> film in July. Woo! <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for 2025. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, should we get into it? Start talking yes, about the film? Yes, absolutely. Um, let me do my synopsis time jingle. I'm going to leave a pause here for Mark to put the song intro in. Fly me to the moon and let me count the Christmas trees. Let me sing synopsis time even though I'm out of key. In other words, hold the tune. In other words, define the movie. That's pretty good, right? It was so good. Like, thank yeah. you. It says every time, but seriously, I feel like you don't need to be threatened by the Jingle Boys. You know? I'm not anymore. Yeah, it's not, just not, uh, not I've eased you. into. I, I felt good about this season, but yeah, I'm gonna need a doozy for next week. Anyway, <laughs> Naomi, please tell us about Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. So this contemporary romantic comedy, which is based on a global bestseller follows native New Yorker Rachel Chu to Singapore to meet her boyfriend's family. Fairly accurate. Right. It is really accurate. Um, this movie, I I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the casting was dope. There was mm-hmm. loads of people who I was like, I know you and I know you and I yeah. know you and you're all great, um, which was like super exciting. Um, I also really i know we're going to get into the who's who of who's actually who um mm-hmm. which is awesome um but yeah i had a I, I i don't know why there was like it just kept happening where i was like wait you were in a christmas movie and it took me <laughs> way too long to process who everyone was and i was like wait a minute i know you you were dead uh, and that was a lot big, that was a big uh, thing to get over at the start of this movie right i was expecting uh Henry Golding to be dead the whole time again, but he wasn't. <laughs> what this a time. twist! What a secondary Thankfully. twist! What a weird <laughs> reference for cross. What I a know, weird crossover I that know. would have been. Uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, you can go and listen to our last Christmas episode, which I think we did in season two. Uh, so why don't you fill us in? Fill my little head of. Uh, I, I need to stop thinking about uh, him giving up his heart. Please tell me who everyone <laughs> else was in this movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so who's who, who's actually who uh, this time around? We've got Constance Wu as Rachel Chu. Uh, she's got multiple voice roles listed, including Wish Dragon, and she was also Daphne in the 2023 Velma series, like that really controversial one. Oh, yeah, I have not seen it. Uh, but uh, sure, either. great. Yeah. Uh, so she was also Jessica Huang in Fresh Off the Boat, and then she was Destiny in 2019's Hustlers as well. Great. Um, then we've got Henry Golding as Nick Young. He's one of our Henry Golding, beautiful That's his man, name. beautiful yeah, specimen. Uh, so he's a holiday alum, and he was in Last Christmas. He was dead the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was also Sean <gasps> in 2018's A Simple Favor with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. 
And then also Mr. Elliot in 2022's Persuasion as well. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, you like the, know what... like period dramas, uh, it was. <laughs> I do. I have seen it. Mm. They were trying to do this whole flea bag thing with it. it oh, was is this of... that one? Yeah. It ha- so it stars this actor called Cosmo Jarvis, who I know because they are a, a musician from Devonshire. And I knew of their music when they used to post stuff up on YouTube. Uh, I Ooh. love their music. Their music is great. So obviously when I was like, Cosmo Jarvis, this guy I really like in a period comedy. Me, 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 me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was fine. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Henry Golding was really good in it. And was- it's not that the actors were bad. It was, mm. it was just, it was weird. It's a very introspective book to be adapted into a movie. So, like, okay. Re- anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> um, then we've got Michelle Yeoh oh, as Eleanor Young. Sorry, I'm a huge Michelle Yeoh fan. Like, just I love her so much. Oh, just so really, good. really great. Just um, in- incredibly fashionable and just beautiful. Just she in Last Christmas too. She was in Last Christmas too, but what I will get to that because, like, she was Sorry. an Oscar winner this year. Oh shit! Yes, she was. Right. Yes, she was. Yes, she was for her role in uh, Cross Dimension, multi generational love story, everything, everywhere, all at once. She's also known for her roles in Star Trek Discovery, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Tomorrow Never Dies. And yeah, she's also a holiday alum. She was Santa in Last Christmas, which I forgot about until I was doing research into this film. Um, so yeah, you know, so great, multifaceted actor. Um, Oscar winner, just general goddess-like figure on this earth at this point, Michelle Yeoh. So, so good. Yeah. Um, Next up, we've got someone else that I'm also a huge fan of, uh, Gemma Chan as Astrid Young. So she's been in things like Sherlock, Secret Diary of Call Girl, Fresh Meat, and Captain Marvel. And she was also Cersei in Eternals as well. Um, Uh, I am enraptured by her beauty. Right? I really am. Could you imagine uh, meeting her in person? Like, I'd, I'd never I, be able to actually say anything to her. <laughs> she looks like the kind of person who shouldn't walk and everyone should just carry her around everywhere. Oh my god, yes. Although I'm not <laughs> convinced that she can walk. I'm pretty sure she just floats. Oh yeah, she's an angel. I think so. I think so. Maybe our next Christmas <laughs> angel. <laughs> oh, Angel Falls. Chad Michael Murray, are you here? Uh, no, he is not. He's far too white to be in this movie. Oh, way too white. Um, way too white. Then we've got Harry Shum Jr. as Charlie Wu. He, like, it's literally the shortest cameo I've ever seen. Because I was looking for him throughout this whole film and I was like, where is he? But he's there, like, right at the very end when Astrid's in the credits and, like, she's eyeing up a handsome stranger. Um, but anyway, oh. Harry is a holiday film alum as well. So he was in Love Hard. Um, he's also been in Glee and he was in Everything Everywhere All at Once. <laughs> oh shit oh great amazing i know and then finally we have jimmy o yang as bernard tai um he was love interest in love hard and you can listen yes, to our is. love hard episode which we did in season two is that right bex i think so yeah i think season two yeah so that uh, is our yeah. who's who of who is lots of christmas alumni this time actually i know i think really it's only, only constance that Wu, right that's not which she will i can't wait Oh, she has to, surely. She's going to be great. She'd be so good. Oh, the next Netflix film, please. Please. That would be, I would love that. Oh, that would make me so happy. Yes. That's what I want. There was, 
yeah there was a bunch of other actors and actresses mm-hmm. in this movie as well that I definitely like I was like oh I know you from this place and I know you from some place and mm-hmm. I know this person and that person like we couldn't possibly name all of them that you know just just I have check IMDB okay yeah um, <laughs> but yeah there, there was a lot that's what we do we check IMDB all the yeah. time mm-hmm. um but yeah so this wedding I think surpassed our wedding bells criteria because like the wedding that happens in the film is possibly the most decadent thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the the opulence, the completely ridiculousness of this, uh, the budgets uh, that went into, I mean, it's called crazy rich Asians, okay? They weren't going to mm-hmm. be able to skimp on anything. And they did not. It no. felt that everything felt needlessly expensive uh, throughout <laughs> every part of this film. And it was kind of great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, you are was, a jewelry I mean, consultant on this. Did you feel like the jewelry was actually expensive? So yes, I do, and this is because if you look at a lot of the jewelry that they use, a la the Christmas Prince uh, <laughs> or similar vibes, right? And mm. the, they get given the the way that they in their head that they're like, oh, this is going to look expensive if it's the biggest rock that we can find. And that's really not what looks expensive because that's what makes it look cheap is because of how big it is. Mm-hmm. In this, all of every piece of jewelry was so sparkly. Mm. And that is really like, from what I have seen, the sparklier the rock, the better it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like the jewelry looked like the ring that he originally bought. Mm-hmm. Spoiler to propose to her with. <laughs> big spoiler. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it was like, kind of overbearing with lots of diamonds mm-hmm. but it was really sparkly and kind of like not too massive and mm-hmm. even like yeah I-, I think they did a good job with the the rings in this I, I think they did feel expensive mm-hmm. I didn't like a lot of the dresses but I could see that they were expensive mm-hmm. yeah. um, I mean my god I-, I-, I really loved they really fe- to-, to me this movie really felt like it got who the target audience was yeah because all of the main the real main characters of this mm-hmm. were women it was that was the they were the real sort of stars of the show and the protagonists and the antagonists and the everything right then yeah. it's really really about the women and the guys are kind of there as exposition for the story <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> which i kind of liked i think i thought it was kind of different it made some, it uh-huh. made me know that they understood who was going to be watching yeah, yeah. Like we didn't have nameless bridesmaids this time around, which is a big difference. I mean, yeah. if we're going to talk about kind of like the context of this film, um, it was made in 2018, so there's actually like about a 10 year gap between this and the last film we reviewed, which was 27 Dresses, and that was made in 2008. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so there weren't like a lot of like specifically wedding rom coms kind of after about 2011. Um, they really it, fell out of trend. I think yeah. there was a big surge in like 2000 and, you know, just before 2010. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Massive. And, uh, they started being not very good. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, Which is why we have not spoken about many of them. No. Like, so in that time, there was things like What Happens in Vegas, Maid of Honor, The Accidental Husband, Mamma Mia, Bride Wars, The Proposal, and Bridesmaids as well. Um, and they're all very of their time, I think. Like, it's very yeah. much that love-hate relationship between the lead 
like love interests and stuff. And then yeah. there's a lot of unnecessary conflict and it just makes weddings feel really aggressive. And like, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of aggression in this film. A lot. Yeah. Like, but we can get into that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, it wasn't coming from the couple. Like, they yeah. were quite loving to each other, quite understanding, quite respectful, and like, seemed to really enjoy each other's company, which is not something you generally see in these things. But then... Yeah. Obviously, one of the big differences is this is not a white Hollywood production, mm-hmm. you know? Not at all, yeah. Yeah, so I really like that change in dynamic yeah. anyway, and then I, I really enjoyed the fact that, obviously, we got an all-Asian cast, like, Hell, a, a yeah. really nice and different way to look at weddings as well, because for me, anyway, having lived in Asia for a long time, I recognise so much stuff in this and it really resonates with me i was really really interested to hear if you had been to like a lot of like i don't really know a lot about like chinese culture especially Mm -hmm. compared to you so i'm uh, very interested of what you think about a lot of these like the portrayals of a lot of these things Mm -hmm. and how you know true that seems or not true that seems Uh, because i've had a lot of different stuff but i don't know (laughs) um I would say that opulent is a great word for any Chinese wedding, regardless of like what kind of budget it's done on. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it's because obviously, like, well, not obviously, because a lot of Chinese people were only able to have one child for a long time. That wedding would be huge anyway. Like it's such a big celebration. And because obviously, like, not so many people had as big families necessarily to invite, it became more of a community thing. So you would kind of like put together a really nice spread and things. And like, I've been to a a few Chinese weddings and they're always huge. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. They're always huge. Um, And it is those like big round banquet tables and there's people bringing food out constantly and like you're constantly cheersing and drinking and all of this kind of stuff. Like, granted you know, the celebrations maybe don't go on for weeks like this one did. Um, But then that obviously, again, depends on your budget, depends on your friends and your family and, like, how involved they are. Because as well, like, it'll differ between different ethnicities in China. So there's, like, Mm -hmm. 56 ethnicities (laughs) in China Um, and stuff. So it's really quite diverse in terms of wedding ceremonies and things. But this would be more similar to Han Chinese, which is like the biggest kind of ethnicity within China. Um, And yeah, I recognize a lot of stuff. Like the performances, yes. Like you have an MC for your wedding and like you have sort of like cabaret style singers and things like that. And you can have these full like choreographed dances and things too. You know, um, I guess Chinese weddings are not dissimilar to some of the American weddings that we've seen portrayed, but yeah, it is very opulent. It is a big occasion and a big celebration. And if you can afford to, you definitely want pretty much everyone that you've met in your entire life there. That is insane. I can't even imagine or how much that would cost. <laughs> I mean, I know that's the whole thing in this movie is that he is mm-hmm. us from a super rich family, right? And that's mm-hmm. like the thing. Um, but yeah, oh my, uh, whoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But like, it's it's glad great. I'm not planning that wedding. Jesus, 
It's a different kind of like sit down dinner and stuff because like you just cook big batches of stuff and people bring out things and like you've got your lazy Susan so you can like spin stuff and like get all different of the dishes food and things. in this great. entire movie <laughs> looked really really delicious and it made <sighs> me hungry. I was so, so hungry. You, I, yeah, I mean, especially you—you you have had a lot of very authentic like food from this area. So if you mm-hmm. have any recommendations, let me know after we're recording because I'm very, very hungry for a lot of the dishes. <laughs> I really want dumplings now. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Gotta tuck the baby in. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so cute. We should have like a dumpling making party. <laughs> I would love that. That would be so fun. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, please. For sure. After the wedding. After the wedding. I can't After put the anything. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just I literally get you got here, a... Put you in a rocking chair. I literally... <laughs> I literally got like a sales call today and it was like an actual organization that I needed to speak to, some like billing company or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, can you please call me back in three weeks? I do not have a brain. And they were like, yeah, sure. I was like, thank you very much. <laughs> everything's being delayed just delay it it doesn't exist anymore yeah it's fine just put it further down the list it really doesn't matter yeah, down yeah, there yeah, yeah. it's okay yeah, yeah 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 if it's really important they will call you back <laughs> that is very true um oh, right dear. we gotta get yeah. into we gotta get into this and um mm-hmm. okay i want to i want to start with the kind of one of the things that i was less keen on mm. in this in this film uh mm. Which is that Rachel mm-hmm. has no idea who Nick is or oh. what she was going to be walking into yeah. or that he was super rich or that he hadn't, he had decided to not come home because he had met her mm-hmm. and that all of these things were common knowledge to everyone else, but mm. not to Rachel. Uh, red flag, did not like, did not enjoy that at all. Yeah, that was a major red flag. Like that definitely crops up in my notes quite a few times. I'm like, why haven't you told her that you're super rich? And why haven't you told her that your ex-girlfriend would be there? Why haven't you told her that you were supposed to move home? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, multiple and he, times. And he kind of doesn't really properly apologize for it. No. Within the film. Mm, mm-hmm. you know, if they imply that there is conversations outside of the film, I don't really mm-hmm. care about that. Um, well, no, because that's not really what we're there for. for <laughs> Absolutely know? not. But he's he doesn't really apologize for it. Like mm-hmm. she comes home from the bachelorette weekend, right? Where oh, she's gosh. like, you know, this girl's come over and been like, oh, here, the hand of friendship to you, mm-hmm. and you know, and it was really nice. I like forgotten what fucking happened, so it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm really glad she's got like a friend here. And they do it so quickly where they're like, this person's a really nice person. Oh no, this person is a bitch. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes to her room and there's a fucking dead fish on the bed. Like, that's some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the hell? And then she goes and tells Nick and he's like, kind, you know, kind of, so- oh, sorry. Yeah, like he is. And he's also kind of dismissive about it. He's like, we can handle anything, including a dead fish. And you're like, that's not the point. Like, what are you going to do yeah. about that, friend? It's like, like, are you going to stand up we? for your woman? <laughs> like, yeah. What do you mean we? Like this uh-huh. is you this is like her. She's the mm. one dealing with it. Exactly. You were like floating on an island talking about getting engaged when you haven't fundamentally explained who you are <laughs> to this person. Um It's a great basis for a relationship, that's all I'll say. Yeah. So I was I was that made me uneasy. Um mm. mm-hmm. I just I wish even if he had like 
even if it was like on the plane, which I know is a bit is like late or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just wish that they had like because they get upgraded to first class, right? And she's like, "What the fuck?" And yeah. he's like, "No, just go with it. It's fine." And it's like now you're lying to her, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should be in the plane, and maybe in that moment you should be like, "Okay, here's the thing." Yeah, I'm Here super rich. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, you know, it, it admittedly it would still be too late she's already on the fucking way there. Or, but like, you know, just there were these moments yeah. where they had these really like cute, intimate moments where they, you know, they're in bed together or they're traveling and they're just having a good time or they're having dinner or whatever. And mm-hmm. I just was like, I just felt like it was really dishonest. And then obviously mm-hmm. the second time where her privacy is really fucking invaded by his mom. Uh, yeah. well, sorry her privacy oh. is really invaded by his mom and mm-hmm. you know she goes and digs up dirt that she doesn't even know about her mother and her mother's yeah. history and you know uses that as a bargaining chip against her mm-hmm. um and you know nick's kind of answer to that is will you marry me and i was like uh what the <laughs> fuck what you mean is i'm so sorry what can i do to support you in this time like mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've told my mom that she's out of line, and da, da, da. and yeah, it was um uncomfortable. It, it made me. It was uncomfortable. It made mm-hmm. me not very pleased. I mean, mm-hmm. it because I think a lot of people are like, oh, it'd be a really nice surprise to discover that my partner was rich, and I'm like, nah, it seems like a really big betrayal of trust. Also, he's been yeah. stealing her fucking dessert all this year. <laughs> Yeah. He's got the richest family in fucking Singapore and he can't pay for his own dessert. Jesus but that's Christ. rich people, isn't it? You know, that's oh, yeah, how they true. stay rich. They don't buy their own food. They eat everyone else's. You don't, you don't stay rich by being generous. I, I get you. I get you. Yeah, anyway. Definitely not. Commentary. Eat the rich. That's all I'm <laughs> eat saying. Eat the rich. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they taste like dessert delicious. that they stole from yeah. someone else. <laughs> um, yep. Sorry. So, yeah, like, I, I don't disagree. Like, it was super uncomfortable. There are several points where I'm like, why haven't you told her? Like, if you think that she's going to judge you and she's going to change her mind about you as soon as she finds out about money, then maybe she's not the one. Like, yeah, you know, it's definitely not also, something that I'd want. it's been a year. Yeah. It's been a year. Just, just be honest. Like, it's okay. And I think that was the big thing for this film is, like, Rachel wasn't dishonest at any point, but she was still outed i guess like not even outed but like outright just i don't know shat on like wild that they would hire a private investigator you know you if you want to know our feelings about private investigators go listen to our christmas wedding planner episode oh my god i didn't even clock (laughs) wow um but yeah so like what a thing to do but then having said that uh, given some of the more negative things that we see in this film, like Astrid's husband Michael having the affair and her discovering that, I do yeah. understand why they would do things like hire a private investigator to check into who people are. And especially, like, you also then have um, Alistair's relationship with Kitty Pong as well. And, like, she's mm-hmm. obviously gold digging at this point. Like, obviously. Yeah. So, like, you know, I do understand why they did it but i definitely don't think it was necessary since all rachel did was date someone that she happened to meet like if anybody is at fault here it is nick like he should have told people that that he was dating her in the first place and also told her about his life yeah a hundred percent and i i did really appreciate how um at the by the end 
Rachel had really reclaimed the high ground. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she was on the high ground the whole time because she didn't fucking do anything wrong. Like, mm-hmm. even when she was like, you know, when she went to the wedding, it was like, could have been a bit petty, but mm-hmm. it was more just like a, no, I am the reason I came for this wedding and the people whose wedding it is are lovely. Mm-hmm. And regardless of my feelings to, you know, this person or that person or this situation, I want to turn out and support them. And I really mm-hmm. respect that. And if you're going to do yeah. that, and th- but you're going to make sure that you're petty and you go bark, bark uh, every time that she walks <laughs> and, you know, dress really fancily and sit next to the princess, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, all fucking power to you, Rachel. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. No, she did great. Like, it was amazing to see her stand up and fight for what she wanted and what she believed in and even when she met Eleanor in the Mahjong uh, parlor and she was like yeah I'm gonna walk away and it's gonna be because of me that your son does the things that you want and stuff but he will resent you like I I thought that that was great like an amazing way to come back against what like Rachel very clearly sees that Eleanor is given the same treatment by her mother-in-law. So, like, it's good to see that she won't take that and that she'll push back against yeah. it. And, like, you know, Eleanor is badass. Like, no one can deny that, Yeah, you know. But Rachel is maybe an even bigger badass that instead of paying that generational trauma forward, she'd rather break yeah. the cycle and be like, no, we're not doing this. Like, if you want to be part of our life, fine. But, like, you get on board or you get out of the way kind of thing. And, like... I think that's fair, but also yeah. what's admirable is that she chooses herself and she really yeah. hammers home that her difference in being uh, Chinese-American is not a negative, like it is a positive. She doesn't have to be Singaporean, she doesn't have to be, you know, um, Chinese or like, well, she doesn't ha- yeah, have to be mainland Chinese or anything like that. She is enough in herself and yes, she is a self-made woman, but like, isn't that? equally admirable as you know doing your duty to your family and to your parents and all of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. I yeah I totally agree I think Rachel's the fact that Rachel had a job the whole time which was great and it was like Mm -hmm. a real job it's a job it's a job rather than like (laughs) these fucking not jobs that most of these characters have right Mm Which she's like the second agony columnist in a fucking publication that no one reads and (laughs) no one's heard of. And it's like, what the fuck? What is this? Why do you need two agony aunts just to give her a fucking friend like in this movie? Um, I don't even know who's been an agony aunt, but I feel like that's that's definitely got to exist. Um, But yeah, like Rachel's whole thing. And I I also within that scene, I really liked when, you know, Rachel lay down her. Are they tiles? Is that what they're called in Mahjong? Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, tiles, cool. Uh, lay down her tiles, and I, I don't know Mahjong, but it looked like she won. Um, mm-hmm. And she kind of went up and collected her mum after leaving that, you know, that idea of, like, mm. you're not going to support your kids, they're going to resent you. And mm-hmm. then to watch someone leave, right, and mm. go and get their mum, and this kind of look that was between two, these two women in mm-hmm. that moment where she, Eleanor had to be aware that Rachel had told her mum on what had happened and they had spoken about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, effectively she had renewed this shame and exposed this woman to potential dangers, right? Mm-hmm. By making it public knowledge that she had where she was and that her daughter was here and all of that after yeah. she had escaped this abusive relationship and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the just that kind of like nod of respect to one another. 
without it, you know, you know, without it being turned into like this big brawl or this big scene mm-hmm. or women screaming at each other, which is probably what Eleanor is kind of used to, right? From this mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, this catty backhand talking to everyone talks about everyone yeah. kind of world that that she is normally in. And I just thought it was really powerful that there were like these such pinnacle moments between all of these female characters, and it uh, made me very very pleased. Yeah. I mean, all of them were fully fleshed out beings. Like, I didn't feel like anyone was particularly flat. I mean, even the men, like, they, you're right. They were kind of yep. there to just drive things forward at various points. Um, but I did feel like... I didn't mind all... that. That was fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, they still had names. It's okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. They weren't that disrespected. More than most of the bridesmaids have, so... <laughs> exactly. They're fine. Um, but, yeah, like, I felt like the women were fully fleshed out they had their own wants needs desires and motivations um they had their own hurts and things like that as well um you know even the kind of more like vapid side characters like amanda and the twins and that kind of thing they Mm -hmm. they still had motivations even if we didn't like have to align with those which was yeah you know nice in in terms of character (laughs) like obviously uncomfortable in terms of story and things like that um but yeah like it's it is a really nice moment in the the mahjong parlor like it's just it's a very special and powerful thing because also it's yeah. not even just that rachel claims uh, like stuff back it's that rachel's mum also claims it back and you mm-hmm. know she gets to be like fuck you without having to be fuck you and having that confrontation yeah. Um, which is not a thing that we see in Hollywood movies because it's always yeah. confrontation. <laughs> always. Uh, Every time. It's really good, yeah. And I kind of really like the power play, though it's it's not really <laughs> sort of stated in this way, but when we first meet Rachel, she is beating someone at poker. Yeah. And that's her first scene, and a lot of her economic stuff is around, like, game economics, and mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but, like, I'm assuming it's vaguely something. Uh, but to see that, like, this American, effectively, that the, the they've been seeing her as this whole time mm-hmm. come into a game that is very not american and be able mm-hmm. to apply her skills and show who she is yeah um yeah it was really really cool yeah it was really cool oh it was great um a thing that i would love to talk a little bit about is um kind of some of i guess like the body image stuff in this because it was quite funny and it was quite it was very Asian and it was very Chinese <laughs> for <Okay>. me. <laughs> yeah, so, let's talk about it. Yeah, like it, it's strange because in the house, in Pickland's house, when Rachel goes in and like obviously Ken Jong is there and he's like talking about how she's so skinny and you know, like he doesn't want the twins to be really skinny and they should eat their nuggets and all of this kind of stuff. And his wife is very curvaceous and things like that. That for yeah. me is very refreshing like having lived in asia because you are kind you are very much expected to be very thin and very small like to be a an elegant and gracious epitome of femininity essentially yeah so like obviously it's quite at odds with the casting though because most of those women are quite thin um yes i think it was only really pinkland's mum that was kind of curvaceous maybe a couple of the aunties actually um, yeah, no one who was named, you know, a named proper character, you know, mm-hmm. would have appeared on the who's who kind of list. Yeah, yeah, but like everybody was very, very thin. But like that is, 
you know, difficult anyway. But when you're not yeah. of that build and you live in Asia and it's constantly talked about and stuff, like mm. you become very, very aware of your body. And like, it was nice that Rachel didn't really buy into that because that's not, it's not the same in America. Like, people don't necessarily just outright be like, you're really thin and, you know, make that super negative. It's usually seen as like a good thing. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see those things being played with, but also to see them kind of at odds with each other because obviously like, yeah, we have one character who's like, curves are good, but then we have all like these other 10 characters that are super thin and probably don't eat that much or maybe they do, but like, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like they are shown eating a lot. But mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Like Chinese yeah. women can put food away. Man. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I. Can we just talk about this one scene that is really mm. just filler? Uh, but well, not really. It does help to establish um, Nick and uh, is it Colin? I believe his friends' uh, relationship. Yeah, Colin mm-hmm. uh, and their friendship. It's when they when the fucking Rise of the Valkyries start playing <laughs> as helicopters fly to a cargo ship that has been decked out mm. to be someone's stag do. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That is that is buck fucking wild. <laughs> do you want that for your Varunial? Like, should we do like a really big oh, hen on a cargo ship for you? Are you gonna win the lottery for me at some point? Maybe three times? Uh I don't even know how to how, I don't even know how to begin. Something like that. (laughs) Do you have Uh, any Bernard Ty like friends? (laughs) I wish if they if I do, they would be coming to the wedding. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, to be fair, I I loved him. I I love Jimmy O Yang. Mm -hmm. I think Jimmy O Yang uh, in Love Hard. I thought he was great in Love Hard. I really liked him in this as well. Did you? Like, well, he was so (laughs) clearly such a caricature of the asshole guy. Like, it was. It wasn't a case of they didn't know what they were doing, but like, the bald brassness of playing a character like that completely unashamedly and fully going for it a million percent. I'm like. Hell yeah, man! You fucking, you are hot. Go for it. Uh, and it made me laugh a lot. He is an amalgamation of so many Chinese men that I've met. Like, oh really? So many. Um, like I've never been at a party where someone's like shot a bazooka or anything like stupid like that. Yeah, that but... was pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the model just get blown off the stage? oh my god so good but like there are lots of um how should i put this characters like a lot of characters that are really like bold and brash and they do stand with like their shirts open and their like pot bellies hanging out and they're just like big dick energy essentially is all i'm gonna sum it up as like I knew this one guy um, in like a city that I didn't live in, and I just happened to like visit, and my friends knew him really well, and they would, like hung out with him all the time, and like he was just crazy. Like he'd hang out with the chief of police, they'd eat like rare salamanders and stuff that you could get find a lot of money for eating and stuff. What the fuck? And like, <laughs> yeah, it's so when I see Bernard Ty, I'm like, oh, you remind me of these five people. Excellent great yeah i remember like standing on tables in fucking art galleries drinking baijo and having a great time sure why not um 
So yeah, no, there's there's lots of stuff that I see I in him. I'm so like, much. oh my god, <laughs> wild. <laughs> well, that to me shows that they really fucking understand the mm. cultures that they're trying to reflect here. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it, it's there are so many like subtle things and like just little bits of this film that really make me miss being in China. But then there are parts of it that make me go. Do you know what? Maybe it's okay that you don't think about your body so much or like how white you are yeah. or how fat you are or like in comparison to Chinese women, I mean, and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, I'm I'm good in some aspects, but in others I'm like, yeah, I would love to eat loads of street food. That'd be great. Or I'd love to like get drunk with another random Chinese boss who then offers to like buy me an apartment. Why not? What, what could go that wrong? Sounds- <laughs> I mean, when you did that, were you wearing any of the outfits that Rachel was put in during this movie? No, I was much scruffier than Rachel. I don't even know how these people like offered this stuff to me. <laughs> if I was like a super glamorous foreigner, sure, why not? But then that's how you end up getting accused of being a Russian prostitute at a bus stop. So, you oh know. shit! Um, wow, yeah. that's <laughs> and other stories from my time in China. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that's a different podcast. Uh... <laughs> Oh, but back on back onto the film. Like we should talk about the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Did um, you like any of the outfits that they put Rachel in? Did you dislike any? Also, we got to talk about that wedding dress. The like the gold wedding dress. Oh, the legs mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Rah rah. Gold <laughs> decadent. Uh, kind of swan esque dress. I mean, that whole wedding entrance was insane. But in answer to your first question, (laughs) I I, I know, we'll we'll get to it, I promise. We will. Because, like, we have to talk about that. That was, the whole thing was mad. Uh, Even the numbers they were throwing around around it. But anyway, Rachel's wardrobe and stuff. Um, I really liked the pineapple dress that she was in at, like, the resort before the, the fish thing. That was really cute. Yeah, I thought that was super cute. Um... I really enjoyed the 70s disco vibes that they had her in as well. The first dress. Mm, when she went to the, the flower blooming party. like the, Yeah. Yeah. I gorgeous. even liked the little red dress that she had put herself in. Yeah. I thought she looked really sweet. Yeah. It was like, it is really cute until Paiklin calls her Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. And then I'm like, yeah. oh no, you've ruined it. Yeah. Can't, well done. Can't Good unsee. job. Can't unsee. <laughs> yeah. Can't unsee forever. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, and then weirdly, in the montage when she's getting ready to go to the wedding with Paiklin and is it Oliver? Yeah, I think it's Oliver. Yeah. Um, I really like the the white dress with the gold hands. You know the one where they're like, it's really holding you up. Like I really yeah, like yeah, that yeah. dress for some reason. I don't know if it's like the embroidery on it or whatever, but I was like, oh, that's pretty. She can't wear white to someone else's wedding. No, no, we've established this many times over. That's how you end up yeah. with red wine down your dress. <laughs> it suddenly will be. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I really like those. Um, but shall we move on to the wedding dress? Because I feel like you've got a lot of feelings about it. But before we well, kind of, I, I mean, the we- yeah, the whole mm-hmm. wedding is uh, it's kind of a lot, <laughs> isn't it? Though <laughs> it's a lot. It really is a lot. Well, the, like. What did they say? Like that they spent four hundred million on it, or something stupid like that. Yep, they certainly. Yeah, that was the kind of number that they were throwing around. 
Super uh, casually as well, because then one of them went, oh, that's too much. We would only spend like, it was like 200 million on a wedding because we're Methodists. And I was like, what does that matter? I have no idea what that means, but <laughs> crazy. But like, that's very Singapore. Like they're quite religious down there. And I think there's quite like, yeah. you know, a lot of prestige attached to whichever church you're attached to as well. So uh, okay. yeah, that was that was wild though. But yeah. The whole thing was crazy because they had these like beautiful grasses in between seats. Like I didn't even see any seat backs. Um, no, did they not, not have like trees in there as well? Oh, there were trees. There was like twinkly lights. There was just a lot of like foliage uh, yeah. in general. Um, I mean, having <laughs> the paparazzi outside your wedding is crazy. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to get you one pap for like just you. Just follow you around yeah, great, all day. Please. There you go. Just as I'm giving the the final bits of my speech, and I, and I'm going, <laughs> and I have one last person I really need to thank for this special day, me. And then I flip my sunglasses <laughs> on and get a fan out, and I'm like, I did this whole thing by myself. You're gonna have like balloons released from the ceiling, confetti yeah, cannons going Yeah, someone's gonna come and bring me a mic so that I can drop it. Yeah. I hope so. I do. I'm very much looking forward great. to that. Oh man, I can't believe I need to figure that out in the next two weeks. Anyway, uh... <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, the wedding was crazy, opulent, decadent, whatever you want to call it, like insane. Um, I've never seen someone like pump water into a wedding, and also I was wondering if like the guests were on raised platforms because. That's some expensive shoes to be ruining and not giving any warning yeah. for, right? Yeah, that is... Uh, I mean, maybe that's why all the plants were there, to kind of, like, seep up the water after the bride had entered. <laughs> They're just standing on giant sponges. <laughs> it's just thing. lots of orchids, yeah. Uh, just, um, I mean, yeah, the reflection. And then mm-hmm. all of the guests had these weird, like, lights that were also leaves, donuts, yeah. or sticks or something. That was very strange. And then mm-hmm. it was like the weirdest uh, entrance music. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was Elvis. Like... Can't help falling in love with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't Elvis. It was a version. It was a cover of it by I mm-hmm. don't know who. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it not, was the, not the weirdest music choice, right? No, I, I just think it was like. I think for me, it felt really out of place because mm. one of the things I really enjoyed about the movie was the amount of um, like Chinese music that was in it and yeah. like Asian music that wasn't in English and mm-hmm. was just fucking great and lots of jams and stuff. Um, and I just, I wish they had used, I don't know, not an English song. Yeah, no, I get that, definitely. I don't know whether that's like, I, I don't know whether that's fine or not, but I was, uh, I, I that was one of the things I was like, Oh, it's just such a good wedding scene that it would mm-hmm. be like because it's such that spectacle and, and ridiculous and everything. Mm-hmm. It felt very like TikTokable and YouTubeable, <laughs> and like you know when you go and look up mm-hmm. supercuts of whatever things from Blah. Um, I don't know. I just I just felt like the music could have been better, but yeah. I, I mean, mean, she was already dealing with like gold leggings and a <laughs> corset and a veil and water to her fucking knees so yeah i suppose she didn't need a song in chinese as well <laughs> yeah i was waiting to get towards her husband Woo. yeah so it was fun i hope he's got wellies on too jesus especially made wedding wellies there you go that's it that's why everyone needs 
especially here in the UK, actually. It's crazy. They're probably be quite crazy. handy. Business actually, idea, Bex. Uh, Book market. Actually, well, no, my, my cousin Alex, uh, who is a listener of the podcast. Hi, Alex. Uh, is uh, when she got, I told you this before, when she got married, mm. it snowed and she had Wellington boots. So mm-hmm. they do really make bridal wellies. So there you go. Yeah. Anyone's on the lookout. I'm hoping it does not rain, but we'll see. I don't have wellies, so. It's June. <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah, yeah. Plus, there's like a, you've got a full bridal party. They just carry you in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's very true. Sam I can, can get wet, I'm, but like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll pretend that I'm Astrid and just have people carry me everywhere. Oh, why not? Why yeah, not? Hell yeah. I mean, be, be some uh, probably stronger people for me than would, would that Astrid would need. But you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't think that's true, to be honest. Yeah. Plus, you got some strong people in that wedding party. I believe some that's of them true. could definitely lift you. <laughs> I hope so. I imagine that, you know, a couple of them have lifted you before, in fact. Um, <laughs> we can't talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> oh, sure, you've been very drunk in many places. I know. Oh, um, that's neither here I nor have, there. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, an expose? What's going on? <laughs> Surprise, the paps are here early. Oh no, you hired a private investigator. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Um, Like we didn't talk about all of this film, but I really loved it. Unfortunately, we're kind of like running out of time, so we'll do a bit of a a wrap up just now. But how many gold rings are you giving it, Bex? I, I don't know whether I prefer this to my big fat Greek wedding. Oh. I don't know. If oh, I, I did not see that coming. I just had a really good time. I was just like, oh, this is great. Uh, I think that I think that's also a five. I think they can just mm-hmm. both be fives. I don't think they need to be better or worse than the other. Maybe they're just for different times. Um, yeah. I yeah. I'll give it five. Wait, Nick, I'll give it four point five. Okay. I'll give it four point five. Four point five is fine. Like, because also you know there was the immediate racism, which. It's obviously oh, yeah, was, was like uh, setting a time period, but you're like, eh, not, not. We're setting a time not period great. and establishing the strength of these characters and the the influence that they had, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, kind of weird, kind of weird. Mm, just uh-huh. uncomfortable in its immediacy, to be honest. Yeah, and... I, I didn't know we had didn't talk about that, but yeah, that's not maybe yeah. a four. I don't know. You're talking me down here. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we'll go with four point five. Four point five. Okay, fine. okay. What's your What's your score? Uh, I, I, you know, I think it was also a four point five based on the points that we've just raised. Um, but I like what's not to love really aside from those two things because like the women characters are amazing and super strong. Yeah. Um, the costuming is wonderful throughout this entire film. The sets are. Gorgeous. Exquisite, like what else do you say? There's a um, yeah, there's a good mm-hmm. sprinkling of like funny moments and mm-hmm. serious moments, and like the jokes are always at the expense of the worst characters. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. So like you know, if they're making fun of other people, they're making fun of all the people you don't like, and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and there's a lot of montages, which we love yeah. to see in movies. A lot of fancy clothes, fancy makeup, fancy hair. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, it's it's fancy. Like I will say that it's it's a fancy film. You know, if you're feeling like spoiling yourself, if you're feeling out like breaking out some spare prosecco, watch this. Best yeah, this best time one. ever. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. 
But yeah, no, I really love this. Um, did did you have anything for wedding rants or or not? I kind today? of I kind of fear that I'm too cl- I, I I'm, I don't want to be Icarus <laughs> and fly too close to the sun. You know, I don't want to stress myself out more so uh, than I did mm-hmm. before. So I think I I think we're just gonna continue as we storm into um one week to the wedding, uh, which is crazy. Um. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe it's so soon. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really just hoping it doesn't rain. Like, I cannot tell you how obsessed <laughs> I have been with checking the weather for this date. From, like, way beyond it was even reasonable to be trying to check for it, right? I've been checking for, for weeks um, to to see if it's going to rain or not. And it's like, mm-hmm. my venue's fine. If it does rain, we'll all still have a great time. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of the things of living in Scotland and also wanting to get married outside. Uh, mm-hmm. Bit of a catch-22 there. Bit uh, orcs. Yeah. But, but it's June. We'll see what like, happens. It's we'll June. see what happens. It'll be okay. I have faith. I can't, con- I can't control the weather. I, like, I, could, I did everything else. If the weather's <laughs> shit, well, that's someone else's fault. That's got nothing to do with me. You could only try. Like, I've yeah, seen exactly. you doing a lot of sun dances. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's gonna no be one great. do any rain dances in Scotland. Just, <laughs> just give me give me a couple of weeks, okay? As if we need to, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> um, dancing. That's uh, just regular dancing. <laughs> um, which brings us very nicely to tell you that we'll be back for one last episode next week, um, and we're going to be reviewing Netflix's 2022 rom com wedding season as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, very excited for that one. And then, I look forward to it. I haven't seen it, so uh, it's going to be a nice surprise. Yeah, I think so. I think you'll really like it. It's, again, a bit more like back to what we expect from rom-coms, but definitely with um, a more multicultural twist. Yeah. I That sounds good to me. Yeah, I think so. But anyway, thank you so much for chatting with me, Bex. Um, this has been lovely. Where Thank can people you, find us online? <laughs> uh, they can find us at Jingle Bells Pod, where we normally talk about Christmas bullshit. Um, yeah, thank you for joining <laughs> us so far on our little wedding expedition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a really great time. I've loved these movies. Yeah, thank it's you so been much, good. Naomi. You've done such a good job. So have you. Like, couldn't do this without you. <laughs> I wouldn't want to oh. do this without you, to be honest. <laughs> Stop, I'm going to cry. I'll save that for next week, the big finale. Okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> shit. Well, we will see you next week. With your head on my chest, I hope you don't mind. If I say that I love you, every day another high.